from the battlefield. This is Jay. And this is Chuck. Welcome to Next 5 Dance. Welcome, welcome guys and girls to this week's episode of Next 5 Dance. I am Jay and I'm rolling with... This is Chuck. Uh, this week we're covering the Springboks performance in the World Cup. We're looking at the Champions League and we've got a big debate on the EPL. Alright, let's get into it. We both watched uh, the match in the car, live streamed it. What, did you, what do you make of the performance? Yeah, we were in Limpopo watching this match and it was hot as hell in oh. the car and irritated by what's happening on the field and yeah man the result is disappointing um there's there's good points and there's 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 negative points uh on the negative it was it was disappointing to see how we came into the match with momentum from the rugby championship and we stronger together everyone is backing the springboks and I mean, if I'm being honest, I, I was confident. I was confident that we were going to go into that match. And of course, it was never going to be a walk in the park. I mean, this is New Zealand. You know, mm. this is New Zealand. But I, I was confident that we could win that match, particularly uh, on, 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 on the back of performances that we've had against this particular team in recent times. Um, most recently in the championship itself, where we, we drew away from home and having won last year there in their own backyard. So to see us in the match with the mistakes that we had, I think that's the biggest thing, that mistakes led to their points. Uh, whereas like if we're clinical, I think I think perhaps the result is a bit different. So, yeah, still got a bit of taste in my mouth but because New Zealand are like the big rivals. Um, I think with momentum and confidence, the first 10 minutes we really were confident. We played some good rugby. Um, we put them under pressure. But... As you said, errors. I think the first error by Pollard, uh, his missed kick, um, that, that I think he fell together. Or was it a loose pass that they capitalized on? It was the, the up and under um, knocking on. And, and I mean, yeah, you're right. First 10 minutes, first 20, actually, I think. We, 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 had, we had the game, we were doing the running, and we 3 nil up. Pollard has a chance to take a 6 nil up. And it, it's amazing. It's, it's little things like that. Changing momentum, he missed. Mm. What what was the setter? You know. Yeah, it was it was almost straight like right in front of the post. And I mean, since that missed kick, his confidence went went down. And throughout the whole first half, he was he was a shadow of himself. He didn't quite perform like the Pollard we know, especially not the Pollard of the rugby championships. So, I mean, for me, I think that was the biggest disappointment. We 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 were on top, right? Mm -hmm. And sure, you missed the kick, but. You, you still need to gather yourself. You still need, need to be in the moment in, in that match. But what, what looked to happen afterwards is the New Zealanders somehow got the wind behind the tails. And we, we saw the South Africans not perform very well under a high ball. And the other thing that was disappointing was seeing that, uh, you know what, New Zealand, I think New Zealand had a good game plan against us. Um, mm. it, and it's rather interesting because their game plan was to to kick it to 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 our back three and actually put us under the high ball, and our performance under the high ball wasn't very good, mm. which is which is which is strange because our tactic is was to kick for territory, and I'm 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 watching that and I'm thinking to myself, okay, if we're kicking, then are we we just kicking for the ball to go out somewhere in in their territory, and then we're gonna try contest a line out and maybe be. be 
contest the, the, the rugs. We're not really looking to gather the ball back and have possession when, when, when we are kicking to them. It's, it's, it's quite odd because I think I heard in an, a match analysis that that's what we're going to struggle with, with the ball being kicked behind our backs and us having to gather that. And that was, that was ex- exposed. Um, apart from Ches and Kobe, everyone was fumbling the ball. Um, Pimpi wasn't gathering very well. Paul wasn't gathering very well. And as you said, we, 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 we didn't do much with the ball in terms of punishing them once we had it. We kicked it back to them, whereas we were the team in the ascendancy for the first 20 minutes. New Zealand only got into the game via our mistake. And we could say that in the beginning of the match, we were the better team, but we just couldn't capitalize. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you, look, at the, when you look at the tries, yeah. the, first, the, first, the first try, again, this is probably me tipping my hat to, to the New Zealanders because they seem to assess what is going on in the game very quickly and they know how to exploit the other team's weaknesses because this New Zealand team is not as strong as... The, the previous two, particularly in 2015, the one that came into the World Cup and they were they were dominant and just all conquering, and 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 there's been talk in the media and 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 I think then this is these are whispers that are going around even the teams that are at the World Cup that these guys can be had, and my my view of of of, of them in that match is that these guys can be had, mm. but as 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 and this is the scary thing as much as they've not yet found their best game and as much as they didn't they weren't truly amazing in the game against the Springboks, when they did notice weaknesses, they exploited them. Case in point, Mapimpi on, mm. on, on the wing. Very quickly, they recognized that Mapimpi, Mapimpi was coming off of, um, his, of, of, of his touchline and he was coming very narrow. And they just spread it to their, their, their number 14 who was just gassing him on the outside. And there was a warning before, before the try and yeah. he still didn't stick to his defensive position. And and then they they no they they, they spread it out there and they're just running away with the game at that and, point. And I, and I think it's it's hard to point that out if you weren't watching the whole game because there's that try saving tackle that he made and you're like, well, well, good defensive work. Well, but generally, Mapimpi's not the best defensive winger we have. It was a disappointing me. performance from him. Yeah, you know? nah, I mean, and he was lucky actually to stay on the park. He was quite lucky because that that that. That tackle was was high, and these are the tackles that yeah, um, World Rugby are trying yeah. to get out of the game. And on a, on any other day, uh, he probably he probably gets a red card because he's the last man, and he has that dangerous tackle, which then prevents um, the try from being scored. And he was lucky because that the, the ref on the day didn't have a very good performance. Uh, I mean, we saw with with the penalty that New Zealand kicked to ice the game, uh, the scrum collapsed. But they got the penalty. I mean, the ref is standing on the other side of the scrum, collapses um, on his on his blind side, and seemingly just a gut call that mm, the Springboks were the ones who were at, at fault. And just like you've got technology, go to that or someone speak to him in in his earpiece and give mm-hmm. us because at that point it's a seven point game. Yeah, Still come back into close. it, but then if it's a two score game with what barely five minutes to go, we're out of it. But Disappointing performance from a on 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 his wing, which is contrast to what uh, what you were saying, Kobe yeah. was 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 showing um, on on his side of the field. Kobe was electric. Kobe was the man looking for a way. Um, he made so many runs past defenders, leaving them for dead. And 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 what he said after the match is that he had these little moments, and next time he's going to capitalize. So according to him, he can get better. I don't, I don't know how much better he can be, but that's one of the players to watch on our team.
I think so. Um, particularly, man, you saw the, the the passage of play that he had towards the end of the game. He gathers the ball and he, he there was ste- nothing. he's stepping past the big boys. And unfortunately, he was he was isolated at the end. Um, yeah. And and this was the other irritating thing. We get we get into these positions high up the field in the New Zealand territory in the in, in the twenty two and down to the ten no and. And then we lose the ball. Mm. Uh, I mean, there's guys over there. And, and New Zealand weren't committing that many players to the rock. We saw with the uh, uh, Peters, Peters try. Yeah, there I mean, was no one. there was no one there. He looked he just, left and right. It's like, oh. I was like, oh, there's no yeah. one here. Let me just walk in, walk in there. Which is then surprising in why we, were, we weren't doing as well in, in, in those rocks. But I mean... <sighs> I'm, I'm, I was I was I was curious to hear if Kobe's injury because he was limping there towards the end was anything a little long term. It, it was more of a cramp, from what I understand. It yeah, I heard the coach say it was it was a cramp. Unlike um, Trevor, uh, who yeah. unfortunately is out for the World Cup. I mean, you train for mm. this moment, and now is the moment that you're out of the World Cup. So condolences to him. Yeah, I think I think Peter Steph also has an, a niggle. I think something's up with his knee. He probably missed the game against Namibia, probably to recover. I want I want to ask you a question. Looking at the Springboks bench, do you think we had enough players who could come on and do something different? Like in the case of um, Mampimpi not giving us the magic, Riru uh, not giving us the magic, did we have someone on the bench who could change the game? You know, the coach was speaking about uh, Franz Stein and how he regrettably didn't have the chance to put him on because, because, of, because of the injuries. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking to myself, well, what Franz Stein has now uh, is, is experience. In terms of game breaking ability, uh, I'm I'm a little nervous if we are looking to Frankenstein to be the guy who's going to come in and is going to add that little bit extra that's going to open up um, a defensive unit that played well against this. Uh, and beyond him, I mean, Yankees was on was was was, was on the bench, um, and maybe maybe you bring him in. Uh, yeah. You try something different, particularly because. Our whole backline pretty much didn't have a good day at the office. Quite fire. So, speaking on defense, I think our defense struggled, and that's something we're, we're, we're well known for um, over the past couple of games, especially in the rugby championship, that we're immense in defense. But not in this case. I think we let too many people through, and the, the, our tackles weren't as clean. Yeah, you saw, you saw, you saw it with the second try. The outside center literally. He gathers the ball and he runs in 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 a horizontal manner past. Our players, and there's no one. No one is bringing him down, and and so and, and so many occasions. Even when we got the ball turned over in 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 a twenty two, because they were not looking to kick to kick out of out, out of trouble. They were looking to pass themselves out of trouble, which is the New Zealand way. They, yeah. You give them the ball, they want to play, and they unfortunately had the opportunity to actually um, gain some meters and and free themselves of their pressure. Because you would think these guys are running from our from beneath their poles someone someone put them down put some pressure on them let's try to turn the ball over and go over the try line but seemingly as soon as they turned their legs over our defenders is like well this is touch rugby as it's like tackle the man put him yeah. down another thing that was was analyzed that i picked up on is that we have great line speed when it comes to tackling the all blacks once they recover the ball from the ruck don't you think we would have used um or rather would have been better off with kwaka smith on the park that he's mobile, as we noted in the last in the last podcast, that he's mobile, he's efficient, and he'd probably be a great asset in the in the dying parts of the game. I think I think um, Smith is a, a he's got that game breaking ability that mm. we talk about, especially when when teams start to get tired and in 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 
in in in the tight phases uh, where and usually so South African game plan you know we've got these big boys who just barrel over people yeah and it's that it's that dynamism it's that little bit something different you know when you talk about in 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 the back line Kobe does that yeah and if you have another guy who's playing uh, in and amongst the forwards which is basically what you didn't have because I mean if you look at their pack Kieran Reed is the biggest guy. In, on, the, on the match day And he's hardly the biggest guy in the pack And yeah. so this time he was a big He had smaller guys who were able to run To face, to carry, build and he can So maybe we need to mix it up a bit We do And you know the unfortunate thing Because when, when we talk about Kwaka Smith um, The logical person for him to come in And uh, replace Unfortunately is, is, is Sia Kulisi yeah. And I mean I don't know about you But I was I was disappointed by Kulisi's performance. Um, not only his performance as a player, but his performance as as a captain. Mm. Because as I said when we had all the momentum and things were going well, that was that was that was cool, you know. And we we missed that penalty to go six 0 up, and we conceded a try, and pretty soon we seventeen three down. And at that point, um, you you're looking to your leaders to lift the players around them. You know, because it wasn't even half time yet, and the match was, wasn't over. And as we say, we were noting when we were watching, when we were seeing those mistakes, it was like it seems as if the boys' heads are down. Yeah. You know, and in in times past, where when when Tavilius, for example, was 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 the captain, I'd see when we've considered a try, he'd gather all the boys around under the post in a circle, and you'd see him like talking and motivating the boys, keep your heads up, mm. and we're still in this. Let's keep playing. You know, I don't quite see that from Sia and. Is it not maybe that he's a young captain? And I've heard him numerous times say that he's not a one-man leader, but he relies on certain figures and faces in the in the team that have been there longer than him, and they help him with the captaining process and the leadership. So maybe that's not what he has in his game, but he's tr- trusting that other players will bring that to the party. I'll say two things to that. Um, I, I don't think he gets a pass for inexperience. This is the World Cup. Hmm. Any 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 excuse that you have prior to this... Tournament, it needs it needs to be sorted before you come you come to the party, you know. So I I don't think I can give him a pass on him being well, a young well, captain. If we, if we think on the fact that we've gone unbeaten throughout the whole of 2019, maybe he's never needed to do that. Don't you think? That's an interesting thing. Yeah. Did he not miss a a a, a number of games this season? He did. Does that does does that reflect on his presence and and the absence thereof, or is this a one off? This is an anomaly. Um, I don't know how to actually answer that because he's he's he's, he's an integral part. Like if he's fit, he plays. Yeah. Um, we will question then his, his his ability because even without him, they can win. Even without him leading, they can win. Um, I, I, I don't know exactly what it is that he adds except for that that pride. I, I think he's he's the face of the country. If I if I could put it that way, black captain starting afresh. This is like maybe 95 all over again, but with a different captain. Maybe is he has that pressure? kind of inspiration. Is he feeling the pressure then? Or is that I, something I that if, we're if, going to discover? Maybe, because it's game one, and it's against the, new, uh, yeah. against the old black, so it's a litmus test, and maybe, you know maybe in smaller smaller games. We'll see, I, I, I think um, the, se- the second thing that I was thinking about is he he's not the most vocal um, yeah. person out there, and there are different leadership styles. We know yeah. that, uh, and we're not going to look for something in him that is not there, unless that's exactly what we need. Um, but because with Sia, I see that he, he his leadership stems from how he plays. Um, yeah. When he plays well, and he's carrying the ball, and, and he can and be he, immense because he's one immense thing, in one those thing moments, we'll never, and the team follows. One thing we can't um, question is is his will to win. 
Yeah. And he's strive. He's always out there on the park looking to win. One thing that I've, that I've heard is that they say that the morale and the spirit in the camp is one of a jovial mood and people are together and they've bonded together. Maybe that's what he's actually brought to the team and not necessarily um, rules and orders and directions, but just a unity in the team. Maybe that's what he's about. And you know, if, if there's a breakdown of leadership, it's not just the captain. Yeah. Um, it doesn't fall on, uh, on, on the individual. You know, there are, mm-hmm. there are some guys who really, as, as captains, they, these are larger than life figures and they can just Drag a team to wherever they needed to go, mm. but not all, not everyone's like that. As you say, it's more leadership by committee, and 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 if there was a breakdown in leadership, it's not just down to Sia Kulisi. Yeah. It's it's as you say, the the other leaders because they're experienced guys in their team, you know, mm. and these are the guys who're looking to stand up, put your hand up, and I don't know. Go speak to a guy. Go be in, 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 in people's ears. Encourage people. Lift them up. Whatever is needed. Because we did come out in the second half looking better. Yeah, we that did. must be said. We And there was a positive because it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, no, you know? not at all. I mean, I think it's just based on the fact that we lost the game that we're speaking this way. But, I mean, there's plenty of other games to win. And I'm sure we're going to go deep in the World Cup if not actually win it. It's a good thing this was the first match. Um, and, and I think if uh, I end this on, on a positive note on my end is... We we played the game that we played, which uh, we both can agree we're not very happy with. Mm. But if that's how we look and where we we can come back into the game, we are competitive with New Zealand of all teams, and that's not our best day at the office. Then, if we can only get better from here, that that bodes well mm. for the rest of the tournament. And if we're gonna meet this team down the line, that's gonna be in the final. And hopefully, when if and when that happens, they they find us on our best day. I think yeah. I think this this will cause us to check our mistakes and not be so in, ill-disciplined in the game. And secondly, I think we'll raise the bar and just maintain that because we now know how well we need to play. Firstly, first and foremost, to qualify because Italy can be a slippery uh, slope, um, and also what we need to win the, the rugby uh, World Cup because we've seen how to beat New Zealand. It's just we had mistakes in our game, so I think we can. I think we can. I, I also think so. We just need to recover that. We just need to do as Blade says. Use it. <laughs> just use it. <laughs> All right, let's go into the Champions League. There's a couple of, I don't know if I'd say shock results or things that stand out. What's your standout scoreline or result? Man, the continued the struggles week. of Real Madrid. You know, before 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 the start of that game... Um, I was thinking, okay, perhaps they can go there and they can master a draw, mm. and and maybe it might be a little bit difficult because they've had the the injuries that they've had and they've struggled in in, in La Liga, and then the news comes out that neither Neymar, Mbappe, or Cavani are playing. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, well, Hazard just came back on the weekend and he's 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 going to start the match now. Mm. Madrid could go into Paris and and come back with a result. Goodness gracious me, was I wrong? <laughs> no shots on targets, and they lose three nil to a Di Maria inspired PSG. It was it was mind boggling. It honestly is mind boggling what's happening at Madrid right now. And one of the things that are confusing about that performance is their lack of effort. No one really cared to try or take. I mean, Gareth Bale did try in the first half to try get a couple of shots off and try get involved in the game, but. Beyond that, there's no one else that I see who actually wanted to win. It's crazy because, as as uh, we're speaking about this in our in our, in our last topic now with the Springboks, as soon as adversity hits, seemingly everyone just crumbles. Hmm. And 
you you look around and i mean other than Sergio Ramos who whose motivation is questionable right now for me actually because i i honestly do think there's a hangover from him wanting to leave and 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 having been stopped from leaving and seemingly he's he's a prisoner there at at, at madrid i don't know how many volunteers they have their Madrid because it feels like they instead they've got a bunch of hostages, guys. That's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, is that is that drama that we had during um, off season and, and the transfer market? Does that not play a part? Because Hamas is not really a favorite. Um, Bale wanted to leave. We've got Ramos, and you ask yourself, do these players actually want to play for Real Madrid? You wonder because these stories keep coming. These stories keep coming out of the camp. Cruz, for example. Cross is not someone who who speaks. You never hear any from Cross. He's he's the consummate professional. Just goes out there, does his job, mm. and doesn't grab the headlines. But you can see he's a good player, and then goes home. You yeah. know. But he's come out recently and said that he him ha- playing in, in 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 a deeper position mm. or in a more defensive role is not something that he likes. Mm. And 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 this follows from what we were talking about that since Zidane came out publicly and he said that. Bale is leaving, which is mm. something was, which is unprecedented. And then you hear the president speaking, you hear Ramos speaking, Gross is speaking now as well. I'm just like, these guys speaking in public, are they speaking behind closed doors? Are they actually sorting these things out by themselves? Because as you say, it looks like there's a firestorm at, at, at Real Madrid. The guys, the, the players don't seem very happy to play for the coach or with each other at this there, moment. There must be something wrong because, as you say, Chris never speaks out. As far as we know, people who sign for Madrid are wherever the coach puts me, I will play. But now they've got enough, <laughs> um, I don't know, balls to say to Zidane, I actually don't want to play here. Um, put Casemiro in there or someone, but I don't want to do the job here at the back. Usually, I, I think, with, with the point that you make about adversity, that there's no Ronaldo, there injuries, is this and that, maybe they don't quite have it going on this season because of Zidane. Is he not the contentious figure that just joined the team? I don't more know. More than Bale, more than Hazard, more than all the other guys. You know what? I think I think Zidane might be getting found out as a coach mm. because there's no Ronaldo. He yeah. had Ronaldo, and what 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 Zidane is 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 good in as a coach is is man management. Um, but then at some point you need to stop man managing. You need to coach. Um, mm. What are you putting out on the field? What is the blueprint for this team? What is this team supposed to look like? What are your ideas and 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 for for them for their gameplay? How do you want them to dominate? How do you want them to defend? And when you look at Real Madrid, they just seem like a collection of guys who've just been thrown out there and just been given a task to just go play. But these guys were like back to back to back Champions League winners. What happened? Well, with Zidane. At at the end of the day. And maybe, as I'm saying, maybe the main cog in that was Ronaldo. And that team, if, we, if you're being very honest, yeah, they, they, had, they had the success in the Champions League, but everywhere else mm-hmm. where they played, the, <laughs> they weren't that team. Yeah. You know? And you, you, in, a, in, a, in a knockout situation, we know how cup games go. Um, also, just when you have Ronaldo in your team, sometimes you can just look to him to bail you out. He's not there. Mm. You know, and now it's a it's a more collective effort that you're looking for. The reason you buy Hazard is so that he can be he can fill that gap. He can be the talisman. We saw he was winning games single-handedly for Chelsea. We've seen him at Belgium, and he's not yet that guy because I think he's still trying to find his fitness. Um, that burst that he has where he can just pull away from guys is not quite there yet. But I mean, on, on the game on the weekend against Sevilla, he looked 
he looks progressively better with every yeah. game that he plays. Zidane and the rest of the Madrid fans would hope that's that's a trajectory that he keeps going on mm-hmm. because they need him to fire. Uh, if that doesn't happen, the other thing Madrid needs Modric to come back. Uh, I think Modric being in the team just gives a different shape and and and, and just more stability to the I whole think, team. I think you're right in that. In that, since outside of Ronaldo, he's one of the key pieces that can't afford to you can't afford to not be playing. And as you've seen, you can't necessarily rely on um, James Rodriguez to do something. We don't know what Bale's going to turn out like because he's not really one of the happy members in the camp. Bale goes in there, does his job, and he leaves. There's no need for him to do things that he doesn't necessarily do, like be friendly with, with the team and stuff like that because he really seems like an outcast. I don't know how well Hazard has been integrated because you see a whole lot of stories in the press that this and that and this and that, which is the same stories that you hear about Griezmann and Messi, that maybe they aren't so well integrated. Yeah. Speaking of Barca, they're not doing any much better, I'd say, in the Champions League. Well, their performance didn't look that great. Yeah, Barca went away to Dortmund and Dortmund somehow managed not to win that game. I mean, Messi's back now. Yeah. Um, he came back. He came on in the second half, but he looked like the guy that we lost saw in the Champions League when he got knocked out by Liverpool. And at the end of the day, he's what thirty-two now. Is he? Yeah, he's thirty-two now. Yeah. And he can't keep going on forever. And you can't keep relying on a guy to give you fifty goals and twenty odd assists for you to go on as as a team. You signed Griezmann, and you have you have. <laughs> Hopes invested in a 16-year-old. I think that says a lot. A lot. I, I mean... People like Rakitic are not playing. Arthur's not that good. Vidal is showing his age. He's actually 30, whatever age he is, that he's showing his age. Is is is, is there... And is Suarez there, is not the same guy either. Have they, have they missed a step in terms of moving on to the next generation or the next era of players? I really think so. Um, I, I, I think... <laughs> the game plan at, at Barcelona and, and the way that they've gone about building is just whoever is seemingly available uh top player who's seemingly available just spend money and put them in there mm. they don't really know how guys fit around one another as i'm saying i mean we've seen coutinho is at bayern munich um uh, they tried to sign neymar even though they had griezmann even though and they've Dembele, got the 16 year old and you don't know what's going on with Dembele. Mm. exactly uh, it's a matter of well we've got messi and let's just try put guys around him can we say they've actually replaced Iniesta? They haven't because they try with Coutinho. They've tried to replace Xavi. They haven't quite done that. And no one's on the level of Sergio Busquets still in the team. I know they've tried with Rakitic, but he's not the same player as he was two seasons back. So it's 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 a, it's a funny-looking puzzle right now. Yeah. I mean, they've got De Jong, right? Yeah. Um, and De Jong has expressed as well. He prefers playing a bit deeper and controlling the game from there. Mm. He's not... He's not necessarily a guy who is just all out like an offensive mind. And that that begs the question in terms of, well, do you now sit Busquets and do you just hand the reins over in that midfield to De Jong and just trust him? And this is where it starts and you go from there. And I, 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 I Artur, he, he, he looks like a good player. He hasn't put everything together yet. And when you ask the question, um, have they actually replaced Xavi and Iniesta? I think maybe that's kind of the problem that that's what they've been trying to do. And if that doesn't work, they don't seeming, seemingly have a plan B or is that the only way to play? Because, I mean, you come from this period of success with those guys, but you can't really replicate something like that. And one thing that we've, we've always seen um, about, about Barcelona side is that 
Defensively, they haven't been great, but because they have so much of the ball, they never really get tested so much. Now that 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 doesn't happen so slickly in terms of them um, having so much possession and dominating teams. Now they're tested more often in the back, and they only really actually have a good spine or a good core in the midfield. Because as, as you say, it's just Frankie De Jong and um, Busquets. Everyone else is sort of a mix and match here and there. Players sometimes playing, sometimes not playing. They've got old players. They signed um, one of the Boateng brothers at the time. They had Vidal. Maybe they, they haven't quite found their solution to how to solidify the midfield. They feel they feel as though they keep going to players. It hmm. feels like a carousel of players. As you're saying, Boateng was there. Song was there, and then he wasn't. I mean, Coutinho was there, then then he isn't now any longer. You don't. You look at it, and you don't quite know. It doesn't feel like they know what they're doing. The fact that they sold Neymar. Yeah. I mean, you sell the guy because you are of the impression that you don't necessarily need him. And then two seasons later, you come back and you're like, hmm, guess what? The player that we actually need is the guy that we let go. You had him there. Mm. And whatever it is that, that that was going on with him, if you really thought your game plan is is, is hinges on having that front three, that MSN, mm. you keep the guy. You know, you appease him in whatever way that you need to, and then you keep him. But then you sell him, and now you can't get him back because... Because you were in the transfer market, he's overly priced now. Hmm. I think it's tricky because me and you pointed out how the, the total football that they were playing with the La Masia Academy and their Tiki Taka is not really there anymore. Because you could have a player like Fabregas come in, into the team and play as a false nine, where he's yeah. originally a deep-lying midfielder. Um, De Jong says he can't do that. No one else can just come in and just slot in wherever because the, the era of the Masia Academy is over. And now... Players like Sergio Roberto, um, Fati are one of the few players who make it into the team, but more than anything, they're signing. You're asking yourself, what happened to the boss away? And is that not what the issue is, that you're just signing players because no one from the academy is actually coming up to play the Barcelona away? It, it, it's interesting. Um, I, 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 don't know, I don't know if they'll be able to replicate what they're trying to do. I, th- I really think they need to burn it to the ground and start afresh. Uh, it's the same thing in Madrid. Uh, they're starting to look more like Madrid, whereas before you had the sense that while Real Madrid were just collecting Galacticos and like throwing them on a board and hoping that they stick, Barcelona always gave you the sense that they know what they're doing, that yeah. they have a plan. As you're saying, they're graduating players from their development and they just keep churning them out. And then you fast forward, you take away Pep, and yeah, sure, they have a treble in 2015, but... Since then, also in the Champions League, we saw what happened against Roma, that the debacle. Mm. And they keep winning La Liga because, well, La Liga is not that strong of a, of a league. But it, overall, when you judge them in, in the Champions League, and now that form seemingly has carried into the start of this season in La Liga, it's, it's a mess. Yeah. I mean, okay, let's, let's, let's look at a team that has it together, supposedly. Got a good front three, got a deep midfield, have a solid back line. But Liverpool still lost to Napoli. What do you think happened then? Because I even made, I even saw Van Dijk make mistakes. Yeah, we saw the best player in the world come off it. But I mean, yeah, I think they had a bad day. If I'm being totally honest with you, that's mm. the first, that's the first loss of the entire season. Yeah. And I mean, these, these, you're gonna have days like that. You know, I, I think they did well to come back against Chelsea, even though they were holding on in the second half. Because against Napoli. They they had their chances. Um, Firmino missed the header. Um, Salah was still on goal, and 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 he may, he 
his shot got saved. And and they were right in that game, in my opinion. They were in that game and how they lost it. They lost 2-0 to a penalty with 10 minutes to go, which was dubious. Yeah. And then also, as we as you noted, um, Van Dijk makes a mistake and they pounce on it. And that's what in, in, in at a time. So Napoli didn't dominate them. Per se, but but it was an open game that you don't really see Liverpool partake in because they they usually solid at the back and their front three are mobile and they give you the results. I mean, I'm speaking from a perspective that these guys are Champions League winners. They're champions. Is this a champion champions performance? Can they get away with that as champions? Liverpool can get away with it um, because we've seen them do this before mm. in in campaigns where they've gone on to win. The Champions League in 2005, they needed it. They needed a result against Olympiacos in their last group game. They went on to win that season's Champions League. We saw this last season. I think we were noting that they 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 didn't get a result in every one of their games, group games mm. away from home last season, and they went on to win the Champions but, League. But now they're, they're they're defending champions. Won't the pressure tell this time? Because every time they've come come into those results into in their group games, they've just been. Another English side just turned out to be better than everyone expected. You know, they sprung a surprise in each of those seasons because I thought they were going out yeah. in other group stages and they progressed. And since, and since then, as we've seen, um, coincided or parallel with their league performance, they were on song and they were on form and they picked at the right time. But this time, especially with, with them holding on against Chelsea as well, is this, is this team going to blow hot and cold or is it just, as you said, an off day or off week? I know there were three points, but... Uh, I'll throw a question around back to you. Do you think the Champions League is a priority for Liverpool this season? Is as big a priority um, as, say, the league? Well, I've, I've heard that they're looking to win the league. That's like they're the most pressing thing they want to win. But why not? Why not go for the double? Because they have a Champions League just last season. And before that, they were they were in the final of the Champions League. I, I, I It's going to be an interesting ride for me to see Liverpool uh, in this in the season's Champions League. I recall... I'm not. I'm not sure which one exactly, but one of the one of the hat trick winning seasons by Real Madrid, they had a one of the one one of those seasons. They, they didn't start off very well, and they looked like guys who weren't very motivated um, in in those group stages. But once they got into the knockout stages, it's not the very last one. Yeah, yeah. the champions came out. Yeah. You know, and even when 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 they when they got to finals, I mean, other than the final against um, Atletico Madrid, where. Sergio Ramos had those heroics to bring them back. In the other finals, they they went in there and they were, we were thinking those were going to be close games, but they dominated those games. And I think with Liverpool as well, uh, now with the five-point lead that they have in, in, in the EPL and trying to nurture that until they get, they get to, the game, to the game against City in November, you'll see them struggle, I think, in, in, in the early part of the Champions League. But I think when, you, when it comes down to two-legged affairs, and one of those always... Being at Anfield, I think you'll see a different team. So I think this was an anomaly for me. This was just a bad day at the and office. Let me ask you another question. Then, do you not think that this is now the pressure that everyone's been talking about in terms of winning the league, playing in Europe, day in not day in day out, but playing a game every three days? That people say that you need a deep squad and fatigue and all that stuff. That traditional champions, all the t- t- traditional big guns in, t- in terms of the, the Chelsea's, the United's, the Arsenal's have been have been um, forced to do all this time because Liverpool have not really been participating in the Champions League in the last 10 years. Yeah, and we've not quite seen them until last season. Yeah. Um, in recent in recent seasons, we've not quite seen them challenge on both fronts. Mm. And I think 
that's a fair point in terms of how deep is their squad and how adaptable is it to playing those games. And I mean, you might be listening to this and thinking, but they did it last season. But I think last season they were blessed with good health. Yeah. If you have another season like that, well, kudos to you. You know, someone is smiling down on you. Yeah. But the odds of that happening, we see, we see, we, we're talking about it now with Real Madrid. Messi only just came back now in September for his first match of the season. We've seen this with Manchester City as well. Arsenal started the, the EPL with a team that you're not going to see again this season mm. because of injuries. Injuries happen. And Liverpool have been lucky up to this point. And if they have just two, Debilitating injuries to main players. Say Van Dijk is out for uh, for for a period of time, and and Firmino, that that's trouble. Especially, I mean, the goalkeeper is out now, and the guy replacing him is deputizing well, but he's not he's not quite the number one. I was going to say, especially because Klopp does not rotate his squad much. The team that you see today will be the same team that you'll see the following week and midweek and the following week. And you ask yourself, how long can these guys go for? Because I think it started to show when they were playing against Arsenal, I mean, against Chelsea, that these guys are getting tired. They were tired in the second half. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, who also played were, midweek and yeah. lost at home, uh, they they looked like the fitter team. They looked like the team with a little more energy, a little more burst in their legs, who could just pass the line and go mm. and get the game in the end. But at the end of the day, this is a results-driven business. They had the 2-0 lead, and they didn't pull on Arsenal and yeah. and give it away after halftime. And Chelsea kept coming, yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, you look at that game, and the result will say that they went to Stamford Bridge and came out with a 2-1 win. You know? And you can't ask much more than that. I, I think the travel to, to, to Naples did have an effect on, on, on their fatigue later in that game. And you, as a Liverpool fan, you're probably a little concerned, um, but because it's Chelsea, you know, this Chelsea team are a roller coaster ride. Yeah, they're not the strongest uh, they've been in a couple of seasons, but looking at their performance and the fact that they're playing young guys, young guys in terms of um, Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, and they've got players um, Tamori at the back, and they can mm. still they can still contest. How well do you think they'll fare against the other participants of the top six, the Tottenham's, the United's, and the Arsenal's? So, Leicester maybe actually as well. I I had Chelsea finishing sixth this season. Um, I don't know where I had them. And I think I think they will drop out of that top six because I am moving Leicester into finishing in one of those top six positions. Because what we've seen from Leicester Who's dropping off in the top six? Chelsea. Chelsea. Yes. Okay. I think I think I think Chelsea I think they're too inconsistent. Whereas I've seen Leicester go to Chelsea and and, and, and come from a goal down. And so and, and and get a draw. And I've seen them go to Manchester United where they lost, but they didn't lose looking like the worst of the two teams on the day. Mm. And in this just just this past weekend, uh, they play Tottenham. Uh, Kane has a ridiculous goal where he scores. He's flat on the ground oh, yeah. and he's chipping a keeper. I'm just like, man, if you meant that, that's genius. But they had they had the the goal to go two 0 up, but VAR came in and rescinded that goal offside. And immediately after that, Leicester much up the field. They score the equalizer, and they score the winner. Mm. You know, and I look at that team, and because uh, when I was looking at Tottenham when they were playing Arsenal, I thought Arsenal with with, with with the amount of game that they had, they should have come back to win against against Tottenham. Um, but Leicester managed to do that, and 
I think with a, with, with a Chelsea who, as I'm saying, they're up and down, they go away, they win five, and they come home, and I think they lost three matches, or lost two matches before this one, they gave away leads at home. So I don't quite see them finishing in the top six because of that. And Brendan Rodgers is a good thing going there at Leicester. I, I think, I, I don't see Man United in the, in the, in the top six. Um, all, all the teams, Bar, City, Liverpool, and Leicester, have been up and down. In, you never know what you're going to get from them in, in, in any game against anyone. So, But I, I do think of, of, of the three teams that are Jekyll and Hyde, which I would say is Tottenham, United, and, and, and Chelsea, I think Chelsea is in, is in a better position. I think you can throw Arsenal into that as well because Arsenal go to Watford and <laughs> they, they, they give up a 2-0 a, a lead. Then they come home and they down 1-0. Maitland-Niles gets himself sent off and they play the whole of the second half of 10 men. You're thinking to yourself, uh, don't worry, they're coming back from this. They equalize. Mm. And then immediately, 90 seconds later, they give up the lead again and you look at their defense. Grealish... <laughs> takes the ball and he just runs at them and guys are struggling to just keep up with him. He, there's no step over skill or anything. He literally just ran past them. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, then that's it. And Villa also have like a bunch of chances to put that game away and they don't. And then you come back at the end of the game as 3-2 to Arsenal with 10 men. And you, it, it, it's, you know, beyond that top two, it is crazy what is happening in the EPL. <laughs> any given week, anything can happen with any of those teams. But what we do know is that teams like City and Liverpool are strong. City are so strong that if they want Jeez, to, bro, if they want nil. to, they can score eight goals. Eight nil. How how good is this City team? I don't know. Like not not even just the team from this season, but the Pep Guardiola City. How good are they? It is nothing to sniff at when you see a team win eight nil. Yeah, they were playing at home. And Watford maybe had a, a hangover from the comeback against Arsenal, but still eight. No, and the last, the last and eight that, that game saw. could have been like 12. Yeah. I mean, Aguero only got one goal, but he should have had like four goals in the, Five in the game. Five goals within like 15, 18 minutes. In 15 minutes. You, you, you barely sit down, make a, 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 what, a, a glass of juice to come watch the action. It's like Gosh. five goals have gone in. And it's game over, basically. You've missed the whole game in the 15 minutes <laughs> because it's game over. The last time I saw eight no results or a team score eight was against... Uh, was Chelsea against West Brom, I think. Wigan. Wigan. Yeah, uh, towards Wigan. the end of the season. We are talking about, what, three or four, whatever that was. But, like, it's, it's rare. How it's rare. good is this team? Is this the best team we've ever seen? Uh, we've we've got a couple of contenders for that title, right? Yeah. We've got the Invincibles from, from 03 or 04. Uh-huh. We've got the Chelsea team that following season, actually. 05, yeah. 05. And we've got the Manchester United team from... 2007, 2008. And then we've got this uh, Manchester City team. Of those four, who do I... Uh, uh, you go first. <laughs> Man, it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy thing because what, what we are most likely to speak on positively is what we see now. Um, and we probably lose all, all the stuff that was happening in the, in the past two, past glories. But City in 1718, in they won the league by 19 points. Got to the magical number, 100. How do you look past that? Those are, those are crazy stats that they produced. when They, they produced 100 points, and, which is the most ever. And yeah. they produced the, the biggest uh, gap ever, the 19 points. They had the most goals ever, the biggest goal difference ever, the most wins ever. But does, does that make them the best team ever? Because if you look at the competition they were playing against... That's... That's... that's 
that's a difference maker, isn't it? Yeah. Because I mean, anyone, not anyone, but like teams can go out there and you can you can dominate a team. For example, the eight nil is mind blowing uh, result, but I still think, for example, in Manchester United's eight two versus mm. Arsenal mm. is a bigger result than this because yeah. of the strength of competition. And if we if we look around before before Liverpool last season, who who are City? Who have City been competing against? No one really, because. Um, we United had a Mourinho who was not really the same old Mourinho that we know. Wenger was on the wane when they did that, um, and no one else really was there to compete. So and Tottenham, and Tottenham. Yeah. So, so how good was that nineteen point gap? Is it against the best of the best, or do you just say, well, we beat Tottenham, we beat United, we beat Chelsea, so it must count? You know, it's 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 hard to look past that the City team. Um, I mean, I mean, Chelsea Chelsea came in after the invincible season. Came in and won the league by an incredible twelve points, and yeah. they had the they, they had the record points total with that win. How then do we? How they? How then do they stack up against this team? Because they they were going against a, a strong Ferguson side, a strong Wenger side. Do they not have a shout? They definitely have a shout. Um, I mean, they finished with ninety five points, only had the one loss the whole season, and they have they had big game players in mm. in in the team, and it's it's not it's not a small thing to say that Mourinho came in and he knocked off. The Arsenal team of the previous season, who had gone the whole season unbeaten, mm. and I, I, I think if you put, if you put that Mourinho team on the field as a City team, I think I'd be tempted to say that Chelsea team wins it. At the same time, it's very hard to look past the Invincibles because they didn't lose. I they mean, are it, called the Invincibles for a reason. If, I mean, if we're looking for someone who is dominant, going throughout the whole season without losing, surely that is a big. Big definition of, of being dominant. And when we look at their competition, um, that was the first season that um, Abramovich had, had 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 purchased Chelsea. It was not yet the Mourinho Chelsea, as we said, that mm. came only the following season. Ranieri was the coach, and they're not quite stocked up on your Michael Essiens and, and the Michael Ballacks and, and Ashley Cole was still at Arsenal at the time. So the competition that season wasn't, wasn't great, yeah. but they still went the top. Throughout the season, in the top flight without without losing a game, and it was the first time in a hundred odd years. And I want the Arsenal fan in me wants to anoint them as as, as the best team of, of of the era. But I mean, it, it, they only did it for one season. Yeah. And Mourinho is is famous for criticizing that Arsenal team when he looked at the points total, which was ninety. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said there were too many draws, mm-hmm. and you could argue that. I mean, you go the whole season unbeaten, and yet there's been what I think three or. Four Maybe even five teams who've who finished with a higher points total than their team, hmm. but as well, you make the argument that everyone that stepped onto the field with that team, they went in trying to win. None of them came out with a victory. Yeah, sure, it wasn't all wins, but and and there were some great players in that yeah. in that Arsenal side. You know, I, I want to bring to the fore the Man United team from oh seven oh eight. I think that team needs to be in the conversation simply because they were the team that not only won the league. But they won the Champions League as well. I mean, that's that's deep pedigree to be able to carry the league form into the Champions League and and and, and have a say that that you guys are actually good because they have a front three of Ronaldo, Rooney, and Tevez. What what front three or other what 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 attacking pairing can you name from these three other teams that can rival that? Well, that Manchester United team. How many how many how many points did they finish ahead of um, the team that finished second? I think it was just two or three. Well. Mm, Which shows it was quite tight. It, 
it was a stronger yes. league at that point. That's that. There's an argument to be made that well, if it's close, then then the strength of competition is is quite high, you know, mm. and the degree of difficulty is quite high. So if you do it against that kind of competition, which they went on to prove on the continent, you know, yeah. they went on to win the Champions League. And 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 what they did is that they went won the league two other times after that, which means that that particular team has staying power. They did, which is something that the Arsenal team didn't have. Mm. Um, the Invincibles are. At, at at the point of speaking now, the last Arsenal team to win a, a, a an EPL title. The Chelsea team won the following season after that. And you're right, there's something to be said about United winning it three times in a row. But I can't just I can't quite give it to them. There's just I can't help but think they had Ronaldo. You know, you know how in the Avengers movie <laughs> they say, we have a Hulk. Yeah. They had a Ronaldo and you and and, and, and when you take as has happened when Ronaldo left that team, um, there's what only other one championship um, in the time period, one or two championships, which is the speaks to the greatness of Sir Alex Ferguson. But um, I don't, I don't get a, a sense of dominance that this team are going to go out against anyone and and just blow them off the pitch. But was it was not the fear factor of Old Trafford at its peak at that point? Because you had Ronaldo on one point on one side, you had Giggs on the other side, and you had Tevez and Rooney running at you. It was, oh man, the collection of players was 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 amazing. There was not gigs at his prime, but yeah. he was such a great player that even later on in his career and moving into the center of the park as well, at, at times he could do that. You had Scholes, who everyone outside of England always raved about in, of his genius. Mm. You know, at the back you you had Vidic and Ferdinand. Have we ever seen a better center back pairing? Van der Sar and Goal, who was. The person they've been looking for since since Schmeichel, Neville, although he was injury prone in that season, you still had him at right back. West Brown came in deputizing for him, and anyway, amongst the back four, and Patrice Evra on at left back. I mean, the collection of stars, the yeah. collection of players, which is why as a Manchester United fan, it's quite sad when you look at what they're putting out into the pitch these days. Yeah, you're like just any one of those guys, any two of those guys, just give me any two of those guys. I don't. I. I and when you when you when you put them up against the other teams, they probably had the best collection of players. I mean, mm. the Arsenal team had, who I reckon is the greatest EPL player of all time, uh, Terry Henry. And they had Dennis Pack, Burkamp, you had Pires who was scoring his 15 goals a season. Yeah. And at the back, Arsenal would, did not look like what they look like today. It's all <laughs> Campbell marshalling the back four, Ashley Cole, yeah. and, and the likes, you know. Um, but I think ultimately I have to go with that Mourinho team. I, I, that all four, that all four or five team for me. I, I mean, they're not. They were not the most exciting team that I've seen. They were boring actually to watch. I think of of all four contenders, they were the most boring to watch. But they got results, and they got results against strong teams. Uh, so Alex Ferguson, Manchester United team, but, but, and but they had struggles in Europe. I, I know we're looking at at league 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 champions and stuff, but. It does not matter then if, if the very same team or the very same squad can do the same exploits in the league elsewhere. Well, they had struggles in Europe, but who were they playing in Europe as well? They were playing a Barca team who were beginning in, 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 in the season ending 06, were entering the purple patch. Mm-hmm. And as well, the treble winning season that, that Barca had in 08 or 09, they had that in Yesterco at Stamford Bridge where Chelsea should have won. 
Yeah. You know, and and they had great battles against other teams in Europe. And I think the only reason they did not quite win before they 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 finally broke through was because there were other very strong contenders on the continent at the time. And United, when United won the Champions League, I, I can't help but feel they were fortunate that yeah, it was a good run, I guess. Yeah, were, <laughs> and and, and, and that was just before Milan, Barca right. became Barca. Mm. You know, they, mm. just just after after the Frank Reichard period and just before. Uh, the Pep Guardiola period, because when that happened, we saw United in the final again with, with those same set of players, and they were blown away in those yeah, finals against yeah. Barca. So, yeah, I, I, if I bring it back to just like EPL, mm. um, I think the best team I've seen, the most dominant team I've seen, hard to look past City, hard to look past the Invincibles, and there's a case to be made for United winning three EPL titles in a row, but I have to go with Mourinho's Chelsea of 05 or 04 or 05. My blood is red on this one. I think if we look at personnel, um, if we go team for team, if we now display what, what, what the core team was for all these generations or all these eras of, of each, each team, if we go man for man, don't you think United have a stronger team? Or we still go with Mourinho's team? Let's start with Arsenal. So we have a front pairing of Thierry Henry and is it Wiltord or do we put in Burkamp? Burkamp. And then wide, right, on right, we've got Perez, we've got Lundberg in the left, we've got Robert Perez, not Perez, we've got Vieira with, um, paired with... Gilberto Silva. Gilberto Silva. At the back, we've got Campbell, we've got Ashley Cole, we've got... Martin Keown. And then you have Lauren, Lauren. Um, and David Seaman, David Seaman. still in goals. Not, no, 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 not, no, not Lehman. Lehman, yes. Okay, cool. That Who was a good keeper? Yeah, he was, he was. Okay, against the United team that had... A, fr- a front pairing of Rooney and Tevez. Wide right was Ronaldo. Kicks on the left. Yet Carrick and Scholes. And Hargreaves coming in as well. There's a Vidic. There's a Ferdinand. There's a Neville. There's a Evra. Van der Sar in the post. We go to Chelsea. Chelsea had... And t- Peter Cech. Peter Cech in the back. There's a Terry. Was Cavalio in the team at the point? Yes, they have William Cavalio. They've got uh, Ashley Cole. Ashley that's Cole. his first season. Do we include Wayne Bridge? Or is more of a deputy now? Yeah, they didn't really have someone who was locking down that, that, that right position, but yeah, we'll go with Wade Bridge. They've got an Essien, they've got a Lampard. They've got Balak. They've got Balak. They've got a Drogba. Do we include Robin? Was he still there? Robin was in the team, yes. But he uh, wasn't quite he, firing. And he was, you know, he was, because he, he, was, was, he was coming that off. That was his one season, that right? 2004, Euro 2004. Before his had, injuries. He was amazing, yeah, it was before his injuries. And he was just coming terrorizing guys yeah. in, 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 in the EPL. And, yeah, I mean, with 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 City, um, mm. they had they had Edison already. Company was still there. Uh-huh. Um, Laporte that was his first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stones is also at the back at that point. Um, is it? Did we do Mendy? Was it Mangala? Who would they have in the season? No, Mangala was 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 signed even earlier than that, right? It's Walker. Walker. They've got Walker at right back, Walker. and they, they've got the Brain in the middle for Nandinho as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sterling is all. Sterling is on the up in in, in seventeen eighteen. Mm. They've got Aguero up front and Gabriel Jesus. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a good collection, but I, th- I think with City, it's 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 more, it's more their system. Um, and and ugh, it's hard to say. To all these teams have like some really great players. It's hard to say who has the best talent. Um, yeah. United have a guy who's going down as arguably the greatest player of all time. Yeah. At at the start of 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 that conversation about to happen. That's, you know? that's his first Ballon d'Or. Yeah. 
And so it's hard to look past that. And as I'm saying, but he's so dominant. Isn't he just a dominant figure rather than that being a dominant team? So my, my, my question then to the viewers out there or the audience, the listeners, I'm not on YouTube yet. <laughs> getting there, getting there. If, if these guys were to play each other just once, and so we've got a top four, on, yeah, like, like, top four. Like, like top four, um, starting off in the semis or whatever format, who comes out winning? Hmm. Like, like based on, based on what they're doing now, not, you're not going to look at Ronaldo of 2019. You look at Ronaldo of 20, um, 2008, yeah, um, put everything in, 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 in context and perspective that Arsenal, um, uh, Thierry Henry, who was like the, the man for like the next five years or whatever. And who do you then say is the best team? With all those stars on display, I am tempted to go with Sir Alex Ferguson being the the difference, mm-hmm. just because in a collection of great teams like that, I think it's not it's not the talent that's going to win out. It's going to be who who wants it more. And I don't know if there's any team uh, who wants it more than a Sir Alex Ferguson team, but I'm going for Chelsea. You're still saying Chelsea. I'm still saying Chelsea, because because that very same Sir Alex Ferguson couldn't Chelsea quite beats. crack the Chelsea <laughs> the Chelsea code yeah. for, for a while, mm. you know. Mm. And 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 I think this, I, I, I think Guardiola's Manchester City team play at a time where football is a little cute. Chelsea had men, mm. like you put you put those guys up I, 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 against peak peak John Terry, peak Frank Lampard. Drogba is bullying guys like up front. Like who's stones? But stones going to be hanging don't with Drogba. They pass circles around the men. No, they don't because they are they, the reason that they conceded only fifteen goals is because in in, in the defensive structure was just unlike anything we've seen. And if you managed to break past it, that was peak Peter Cech, mm. who's the last line of defense. So I'm going with Chelsea, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's up in the air. So um, as listeners out there, give us your feedback on on Twitter or Instagram. Who you think would win in the fatal four-way? Yeah, guys. Um, uh, unfortunately, we, the show is not finished. We, we just, just ran, ran out, out of time. time. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things we hear in sports. Shout out, Rulani. Um, that 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 covers today's show. Um, yeah, I think it. this is the longest podcast we've we've put together thus far. Mm. It was riveting conversation. So we appreciate getting feedback from you guys. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram at next five tens. And find me also on Twitter at Emperor underscore J10. And once again, and I'll pass on your messages to Chuck. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, find this find this podcast on SoundCloud, on Spotify, and on iTunes. Next five tens over and out. It's a wrap.